Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. Colossians chapter 1 tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm convinced that without the Word of God, we're not going to make it. Not possible without the milk and the meat of the Word of God. Of course, the Holy Spirit comes in there also, almost synonymous. Our wills involved, a lot of variables, but when it's all said and done, we need God. Amen. We need God. Hallelujah. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 tonight, Will, Will's doing a good job back there on the computer. Don't get real used to it, though. Praise the Lord. I have other plans for you. Hallelujah. (laughs) He's also a computer geek. We got Monty and... Well, let's see, who else is a geek in here? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if Monty's a geek or not, but Seth is a geek. And Will, you might be, I don't know. But uh, me, I can barely turn it on and off, you know, and that's good enough. But that's okay, uh, as long as we know the word. Amen. I want you to read this scripture with me out loud. Are you there? Who has delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Shout amen, somebody. Praise God. The most wonderful thing is to be taken out of the family of the devil and supernaturally through the new birth placed over into the kingdom of God, the church. Amen. Hallelujah. As long as we are living in this vile body, you know, Paul talked about who shall deliver me from this vile body. Now I'm beginning to understand what he was talking about. And I've discovered that there is no pain-free existence. Sooner or later, we're going to experience pain spiritually, soully, physically, That's life. We're here on this earth, but we don't belong here. That's the problem. But God has seen fit to leave us here on his earth for a purpose. If he only wanted just to save us, then we'd be in heaven now. So God has a plan. Turn to somebody and say, God has a plan for you. You haven't completed that plan yet. We haven't fulfilled the mission yet. Amen. Don't take that lightly. So many people are not saved. So many people, you know, many are called, but few are chosen. And Jesus said to enter in the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. But many there be which go in thereat. You see, it's a broad way that leads to destruction. But he went on to say that that. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. I'll get it right. That, lead, that leads to eternal life and few there be that find it. I'll quote that right here. But you see, there's a broad road, there's a narrow road. 
And I'm glad that uh, I, I listened to one of my sermons the other day, and, and I uh, inserted the word that shouldn't have been. But you all have interpretation. You knew what I was going to say, right? Amen. A lot of times with me, uh, depending upon what mode the Spirit moves me into, I'll be speaking something, and God's telling you something else, and I'm going back and forth with His mind while I'm talking about something else. How many understands what I said? And it's difficult a lot of times to phrase words properly with that inspiration coming into your mind and your heart and your soul. So that's the reason we need to be in tune to spirit so you can pick up on where I, you know, foul up on some words sometimes. All right? But there is no pain-free existence. But I'm convinced of one thing. If you're anointed, provisions come. If you're anointed, help comes. If you're anointed, the anointing seems to draw what we need at the time we need it. And I've been talking to the Lord, explaining to him about the needs of the mission trip, as if he doesn't know. Now, Lord, you know about this and that, and you know, and then I begin to explain all this. And my little smart aleck wife says, God's never late. And I said, I know, but he's never early. And that bothers me. I can't change it. So here we are, walking by faith. You're not a smart aleck, kind of. I'm just kidding. Right? I'm just kidding. The anointing is what we need. It's easy to let that slip away and, oh well, it's not a big deal, just wander along. No. Now let's take a look at the Luke chapter 4 tonight. Because, you see, we have already been translated into the kingdom of His dear Son One of God's plans and His will is for us to walk in the anointing. Now, if you don't pick up on this, you're going to miss what God has for you tonight. Amen. Because we're going to be asking for a step of faith here tonight. Out of something and into something else. So, in Luke 4, verse 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to speak briefly tonight about the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said this. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, now let me think about this. Here we've got God manifest in the flesh, the Son of the living God, making this statement. The Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, of the Lord is upon me. Because, everybody say because, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So it seems that the spirit of the Lord and the anointing is almost the same, but not quite. The anointing seems to be the ability 
to operate and do the will of God by the Holy Spirit. And the main reason, one of the main reasons that Christ, the Son of Man, now you've got to keep this in mind, he didn't operate as God. He didn't cease to be God. He never lost the possession of God as being God, but he gave up the expression as being God. So he walked as a man, anointed with the Holy Ghost without measure. Amen. And we've been told we can't have that. Well, are we in the body of Christ? Now understand, if you're spiritual, you're spiritual. There's no such thing as being more spiritual or less spiritual. If you're spiritual, you are spiritual. But there's a whole lot of truth to being anointed and not being anointed. Or having more anointing or less anointing. I suggest there is no limits to God's anointing. I suggest we not only have a double portion, but we have access to the very same anointing that Christ walked in. We must accept this. Amen. I said we have access to the same anointing that Christ walked in. But it's up to us how far we're going to walk. Like, for example, you go back and read Ezekiel 47, I think it is. And there was a river, and... He walked out to the ankles, son of man, do you understand? Walked out to the knees, walked out to the loins, and then after a while he was swimming in this water, this river. So there's progressions in the anointing. Now, it's up, I think we all need to step up a notch. But it's up to you. Now, what the ministry does is, is attempt to help us step it up. We step into something, or better yet, someone steps into us. And this is a right now thing. You talk about it right now, we're, we're talking about a right now thing that occurs. It's a manifestation that occurs. Just because we don't feel anointed doesn't mean we're not. If we walk by feelings, that's the flesh, and God doesn't, is not pleased with that. He wants us to walk by faith knowing that we are anointed. Now, what a prophet ministry does sometimes is kick that anointing in. It's up to you to walk in it, but there needs to be a release sometimes of the anointing that God has reserved for you as an individual. Quit believing the lie of the devil, you'll never be anointed, because the Bible says we are. It's up to us how we're going to function. See? Spiritual, minded, are carnal-minded. God cannot anoint the carnal mind. Then we go on in the Bible, it says, this is why the Spirit of the Lord anointed Christ Jesus to preach the gospel. He sent, sent him to heal the brokenhearted. There's number one, to heal the brokenhearted. Do we have any brokenhearted people in this country? No. To preach deliverance to the captives. Anybody bound by the devil? To recover the sight of the blind. Anybody blind? Can't see where they're going? Lost? To set on liberty them that are bruised? Bruised by the devil? To give them liberty? To give them freedom? All because of the anointing. You see, when people come in contact with the real anointing of the Holy Ghost, they'll never be the same. Can't. Not possible. 
So now in Luke, in, excuse me, um, Acts 26 tonight, I want to look at this, Acts chapter 26 and verse 14. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Hallelujah. We all need it desperately so. Talking about Saul that was converted on the road to Damascus. And when we were fallen to the earth, this is Saul talking. I heard a voice speaking to me in the Hebrew tongue. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, who you persecute. Then Jesus said to him, but rise and stand upon your feet. I have appeared to thee for a purpose. Yes, amen. To make you a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto you. In other words, I'll tell you later. I'm not going to tell you everything right now. Here's what the will of the Lord was for Saul. Verse 17, delivered, delivered thee from the people. In other words, he's going to have trouble. Yeah, that goes along with the anointing. Deliver you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send you. So God's going to send him to the Gentiles and then he's going to turn right around and deliver him from the Gentiles and other people. God has strange ways. This is why Saul was called of God and anointed of God to function this way, verse 18, to open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Is this a big deal? I'm telling you it's a big deal. And inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that is in me. So Saul was never the, cha- never the same after this encounter with God Almighty. He became Paul the Apostle. And he was called, anointed, ordained of God to help the blind to see. To turn them from Satan unto God. To offer forgiveness of sins. Man, that's a big deal right there. And to offer them, furthermore, an inheritance among the saints. Actually, it's Christ's inheritance. Now, here's the deal. You get the total package inheritance individually. Christ's inheritance is so big, He could share it among all the saints for all time, and it would be more than we could comprehend in eternity. But we feel like it's a personal inheritance that Christ's inheritance will be given all to you individually. You think God can do that? You are a son of God. Don't forget that. That means firstborn. You are the first fruits of Christ's work. Praise God. He being the number one. But we follow in. And we look, we're looked at as a son of God with all the inheritance. Glory to God. Can I have an amen there? You see, he went on to say that are sanctified. By faith that is in me. Now, this is twofold thought here in my little mind. Jesus has the faith. It's the faith that is in him. Are you getting that? The faith dwells him. But secondly, we have faith in him. So the faith 
is in him, but yet he gives us his faith, so we'll express faith toward him. You, you get that? When we read Galatians 2.20, uh, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but the life which I now live in the flesh. Listen, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, that's personal, say it's personal, and gave himself for me. That's individual. Amen. God's big enough to be an individual, personal God for each and every one of us at the same time. Praise God. That's the reason he is a personal Savior and a personal Lord. Amen. Now, the anointing will affect you. Amen. For example, let's look over there at 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 6 here tonight. Praise God. Sometimes... We need to get in the anointing, and the anointing get in us, and it makes us happy. Have you noticed that? I'm not very happy when I'm kind of, you know, a little on the dry side. Yes, amen. Uh, I'm very happy, extremely so, when I'm in the power. And you must be just about the same. Cheer up. Something big's getting ready to happen to the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think about Saul, King Saul. In uh, 1 Samuel 10, 6. Yes, sir. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Well, praise God. I don't like the old me. Something happened to Saul when the Holy Spirit would come upon him, and the anointing would come upon him. About the same thing. Holy Spirit's a person. The anointing is a function of the Spirit. To an individual that's chosen of God and called of God, of course. And he changed into another person. Yes. Praise God. Yes. Then we go over there to 1 Samuel 16. Same book in verse 23. Of course, Saul, Saul had some problems with pride. Huh? That'll hinder the anointing, everybody. Oh, yeah. But David was anointed to play music. There's such a thing as anointed music. Amen. Music is designed to condition our hearts to receive the word and worship God. The only purpose. Amen. But Saul was having a trouble with demons King Saul and and so we pick it up here now and it came to pass when the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hands so Saul was refreshed 
and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. That's the anointing. It wasn't so much the music as it was the touch of God on the music, on the harp. Now, I don't know what kind of style of music was. Does it really matter? The point is, it was anointed. I tell you, anointed, anything that's anointed will drive the devil away. That's the reason the devil fights so much to keep you and me out of it. He can't do it as long as you want him. If you don't want him, be content with being, being, you know, a weak Christian the rest of your life. I mean, that's between you and God. But for me, I got to have the power. Every now and then, I got to be sure I'm still okay with God. I like to see people ministered to by the Holy Ghost. I get fed when people are ministered to by the Holy Ghost. I get fed myself when people receive it from the Word of God whenever we're attempting to preach and teach. But I do not get fed when that is not in motion. I begin to starve down then. And then I'm driven to prayer. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. (laughs) Praise God. And so, that evil spirit (laughs) would leave Saul. He would... Be well. But it continued on, continued on, and then it was downhill from there. But now we go over to Acts chapter 19. And I'm going to tell you a a vision that I had several years ago that was very real to me. Brother Monty is involved in it. Acts 19 and verse 11. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Everybody see, Paul was anointed. Now, I know we grasp it trying to understand this, but just know that you are anointed. Just know it. Know it. Quit making excuses and just walk in it. Gifts of the Spirit are involved. Callings are involved. But God loves everyone, and He's given the Holy Spirit for a reason. To anoint everyone to defeat the devil. Amen? So, because Paul was anointed, verse 12 says, From his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. We call it... uh, Prayer claws. Everybody say prayer claws. Now, but Paul wore this stuff, see? It says handkerchiefs are aprons. So Paul was anointed. He walked around in the ministry, and he wore. He seemed to wear these garments, if I could use that word, on his body, sweat and all. But it was anointed sweat. Don't forget that. And after a while, because he couldn't go everywhere, he was just a man, one place at one time, then they would, uh, you know, take parts of his, whatever he was wearing and cut it up and then send it here and there. But what, 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 what happened was uh, when they, their body would touch that part that Paul had been wearing, 
diseases departed from them. Can I have an amen? amen. Yet Saul, Paul wasn't there, but God was. And evil spirits went out of them. Man, do I want that. I'm telling you what. So I'll be cutting up my underwear here after a while. (laughs) You'll get that polka dot. You'll get that string. (laughs) No, not really. I don't wear polka dots, sorry. But you understand what I'm saying? The anointing is what really makes a difference. Who oh, to be anointed of God and calling of God is the greatest thing on this earth, people. Earth and salvation, that's number two with me. Amen. Now, was, uh, were the handkerchiefs and aprons actually anointed or did they represent something? I don't think that God anoints trinkets and gadgets. I mean, you can say you're anointed. This microphone doesn't carry anointing. It's, but it might be a point of contact. So, like, I think it was Oral Roberts that passed away. He preached this one time. What a man of God he was in his, in his time. He talked about the point of contact, that we all need the point of contact. This one little lady was sick, and she was listening to him on the TV, and she had a lampshade. That's all she had. Was a, but God provides. He uses the strangest things in the strangest ways. She said, well, that little woman with the issue of blood, she, she touched his garment. That was her point of contact. And she said to herself, okay, then when I touch that lampshade, I'm going to be healed. So he said, by faith, she touched the lampshade and she was healed in a moment of time. Folks, there's something to this deal. Amen. So everybody say point of contact. Amen. What's your point of contact? So, faith in Christ and His anointing is is top priority. Okay. But what about today? How, what is our point of contact? And I think we've given enough scriptures tonight. I want to tell about a vision I had. Several years ago, I had a vision. And uh, I saw a Bible. And this Bible was old tattered and frayed. And God said to me in the vision, whoever gets that Bible, I'm going to give wisdom and knowledge beyond their years and anointing beyond what they have. And I told Brother Monty that. And because he's a bookworm and collects books, he came in about two or three weeks after that bringing this Bible. And I said, that's the Bible that I saw in the vision. This. And I thought to myself, God's going to give him what God told me in the vision. But before I explained all the details, 
he gives it to me. I'm thinking, dear God, it's me? This. I want to tell us tonight that the anointing is transferable. That this Bible is our point of contact tonight. <laughs> I have it. And God said something to me, Monty, this afternoon, that the same thing that I had is coming on you. Because you were like Solomon. He could have chosen riches and this and that. He said, no, I want to know how to govern the people. Because you weren't selfish and kept this for your own, God says to me by the Holy Spirit, you're going to walk in the same anointing, wisdom and knowledge that I have. Glory to God. I said, Lord, is that all? He said, he said, no. He said, everybody that touches this old Bible tonight is going to have a point of contact. you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zionward Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zionward Ministries International.